welcome to Samwise. I am your host, Sam, and as always, I'm here because I believe that every question in life can be answered by watching the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, including the special features. So I'm sure because you don't live in a box and you listen to podcasts and you're a media-savvy person, that most of you, if not all of you, know that Marie Kondo, organizing expert from Japan, has a show on Netflix. She's basically a real-life Galadriel in a little Hobbit package, and I am so, so, so excited about this because more people are becoming introduced to her amazing philosophy. Not to sound a little hipster about it, but I first read her book a little over three years ago. I was going through a really bad breakup, and I had to majorly downsize my living situation, and her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, not only helped me organize my new space, It gave me a completely refreshed perspective on how I think about relationships and baggage and how I spend my time. So for those of you who are only peripherally aware of the show, who might not have watched it, who haven't read the book, who only follow the the memes, her actual philosophy is based kind of in Shintoism, this idea that everything has a spirit or kami. So we must consider its place in our life and our relationship with it and how we interact with it. It's kind of a cool idea, and it's one that like maybe we aren't too familiar with in Western ideology, which is fine. I just think that Lord of the Rings can help us put some perspective on it. After all, why not combine my favorite, favorite movies with one of the most influential books I have ever read or encountered in my life? So it makes real life a whole bunch more like Middle Earth when you start to think about things this way. Um, the One Ring... It's got a spirit, and it's not the only object that actually affects the things around it. So it it, it affects the characters emotionally, and it affects them spiritually, and there are other rings. Um, And then there's the palantirs, and there's a ton of enchanted objects. There's the elvish rope. There's the cloaks from Lothlorien. There's sting, which is only lightly enchanted. It only glows when orcs are approaching. And there's even the water that Pippin and Mary drink in Fangorn Forest that kind of makes them grow. And on top of that, the whole philosophy of the films is that how we interact with our environment says a lot about our character. It's effectively a nature versus industry parable where we're told that balance and harmony are what's going to win out. And so, like I said, it's it's easy for Westerners to make fun of Marie Kondo's philosophy, especially especially in kind of the nerdy film space where we're pushed to collect to show our loyalties. And so it's it's easy to kind of dismiss this um, without understanding kind of the mythology or the reasoning behind it. But when you put it in terms of Western myths, it's easy to see its value. Outside of the trilogy, like I said, her book has impacted my life probably just as much as anything, or just as much as the trilogy. It's so it's not stuff that sparks joy for me, and it could be for you. I don't know your life, and, and she's not super like draconian about it or anything. It's, it's just about finding things that spark joy. And for me, I kind of realize that it's friends and family, and it's having a peaceful space and finding harmony and kind of living like a hobbit in Middle Earth. Maybe not a hobbit. Bilbo had a lot of stuff. Kind of living like I'm in Rivendell, my favorite place in the world, both here and fantasy (laughs) that really kind of means something and I'm glad it's something that more and more people are experiencing and I really think you should check it out and with that let's move on to questions this next question came from the Samwise text line 608-561-2755 and it reads 
So, I currently have a roommate, and I don't want to live with them anymore. I'm not sure how to tell them without hurting their feelings. I want to be friends, but I'm concerned they won't see it that way. I'm worried because they might have to move back home and they will resent me for that. This is a really tough one, and it kind of reminds me of when Pippin and Mary had to part ways in Return of the King. Mary is really upset that Pippin's curiosity once again got the better of him because Mary has felt responsible for Pippin, we find out, this whole time. Um, he's always kind of been there for his silliness. They've always been together. And so when Pippin screws up so badly, when Pippin <laughs> isn't responsible enough to handle his own stuff and has to go with Gandalf to Gondor, or sorry, Mary is a, is a little upset with him. He's, he's understandably, he's, he's angry, but he understands to just let the chips fall where they may. They, they say their goodbyes, they're kind to one another, even in their frustration, and, and that's it. They, they part ways, and they have a cooling off period in which they really have a chance to miss each other again. Granted, this is also in the midst of a huge battle, but we'll just call it a cooling off period <laughs> where they get a chance to miss each other again. And when they're reunited, they're able to kind of clear the air and be friends because they both had a chance to grow. Now, I don't know why you don't want to live with your roommate anymore. It could just be that you're ready to strike out on your own. It could be that they're very frustrating to live with. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you can only be responsible for your feelings how your roommate reacts and responds to this news of you taking care of yourself is on them. And there will probably be a moment of frustration. It's really scary to have to find new housing arrangements, especially if you're in a city where you don't have a support system, where your family's not nearby, um, where your your roommate might have to move home. Um, that's really scary. And they, they might resent you for it, but I would suggest giving yourself some space, uh, taking some space like Pippin and Mary did, and just acknowledging that uh, friendship doesn't have to be constant to be strong, and that maybe sometimes breaks are an okay thing so that both of you can kind of process what's happening, and so that your roommate can process the resentment, because I don't think that it would be unfair for them, for their feelings to be a little bit hurt, and so that you can strike out and enjoy life on your own or in a different living situation. So I think that you need to acknowledge that you can't control how they feel and just break the news to them honestly and with enough time for them to start making other arrangements. And then trust that they're going to be an adult. They're going to be responsible. And that also resentment might be a byproduct of this, but hopefully that in your honesty and in your decency, you guys can come back together and be friends again. Perhaps soon, perhaps everything will work out or eventually. It's okay to experience a little bit of frustration and it's okay to allow your roommate the space to do the same thing. Good luck. Let me know how this one goes. This next question comes from the Need Advice subreddit and it's from user Chemical Pudding. The title is, how do I ask my friends to stop body comments in a way they will listen? And the question is as follows. I have a group of friends. We come from a small town from the middle of nowhere and we all grew up together. Now, one girl in the group keeps talking about losing weight, but not wanting to lose weight in her boobs and butt because girls should have curves. And then she gives me a look with a pause. Now, I have some curves, but they're rather minimal. I don't really mind that, but I really don't like those comments. 
Also, when I'm wearing a tight shirt or a bathing suit, I'm trying to make her feel fat. I don't know how by wearing that. With the shirt, I literally just walked in and said hi in. And with the bathing suit, I was just lying in in my towel. And the conversation after that is either accusing, talking about my body, or both. She is sensitive about her body, so I don't want to return the comments. So how do I ask them, and in particular, the girl mentioned above, to stop with the comments in a way that they will listen? This is a tough one because it's always really sensitive when discussing matters of weight and size and women's bodies. But there is a great moment in the Council of Elrond that has some guidance for us. So it's the scene, or it's the moment, where Boromir gives his famous one does not simply walk into Mordor speech, in which he just lists all the reasons it's stupid to try and destroy the ring. The air you breathe is a poisonous fume riddled with gas and dust. It's folly, not with 10,000 men could you do this, etc., etc., etc. Now, Boromir, he's not wrong. Going to Mordor is really hard. But he's also not being totally honest since he has ulterior motives. He wants the ring for Gondor. So this girl's friends, especially the one particular mean girl, have ulterior self-serving motives as well. Their criticisms have nothing to do with this poor girl and everything to do with their own insecurities. They're trying to feel better about their own bodies. They're fishing for compliments. They're looking to put someone else down so that they can feel a little bit better. So this girl needs to be first like Aragorn and then like Frodo, who both speak up. First, Aragorn says the ring must be destroyed. He redirects Boromir to the task at hand. It's not about all the reasons they shouldn't. It's about what they have to do. And then Frodo says, after everyone's arguing, I will take it. I will take the ring to Mordor. He successfully carried it thus far. So he knows kind of what he has to do to bring the focus back to what needs to be done. He's not a man. So Boromir's 10,000 man is his, at that point is made fallacy. It's made moot. And then, upon hearing truth spoke into power, everyone at the council bands together to form a fellowship and help Frodo. So, this all is to say that I think it's going to be scary, but this girl, she needs to speak up and call out her friend in the moment. She needs to say, hey man, that's not cool, or this is my body and you need to leave it alone. She just needs to make sure that she's not insulting this friend of hers but just to say hey that that's really not appropriate you don't need to talk about my body in comparison to yours that's not what this is about right now we're all just here to have fun and what I think will happen what I would put good money on happening is that not only will she make herself clear and save herself but I bet that others also kind of feel the same way and will back her up and this isn't to say that they should isolate this girl I think it's just a matter of saying hey dude you might feel insecure, but don't don't put that on me. And I know this is really tough, especially because it sounds like these girls are kind of young. But I do think that uh, sometimes you just got to carry yourself with the confidence of a little white hobbit or like an Aragorn, you know? <laughs> and so we come to the end of another episode Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And if you have a question, please reach out. I really want to hear from you. My 
Google Voice number is 608-561-2755 or you can email me at sam.wise.ath at gmail.com. You can also find the After the Hype Network and reach out there on Facebook, there on Twitter and Instagram at ATH Podcast. I am on Instagram at SammyJane613 and feel free to slide into my DMs in a non-creepy and non-threatening way with your questions. You can also check out my dog, Saint underscore Lottie, L-A-D-D-I. Um, I guess you can slide into the DMs there, but again, super weird. However, she is really cute, so I totally get it. Don't forget to check out the other After the Hype Network podcast. There's Venture Bros, a Venture Brothers podcast every Monday. And on Thursday, there's the After the Hype podcast, which is awesome and on which I sometimes co-host. We've got a couple of new podcasts coming down the pipeline. I'm really hoping to have release dates for those soon, so stay tuned for that. And don't forget to visit ATHpod.com for articles every Wednesday and Friday. We've got some really cool stuff. We've got some really great writers, so definitely check that out. And again... Hit me up with your questions, 608-561-2755 or sam.wise.ath at gmail.com. I super look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. I will see you, or talk to you, next week. Bye!